So you're sitting in a meeting with your line manager and you have to listen to all the things that you did and didn't do this year, but you didn't even know that you had to do them. Hmm, sounds all too familiar, doesn't it? I've been part of organizations where some line managers do annual reviews and some just could not be bothered because it's just too much effort. So, which one are you? Are you the one who does annual performance reviews? Or are you the one that just does not see the point in doing them because what value do they offer to your team anyway? As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies wisdom and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rekha Whelan and welcome to the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy and let's jumpstart your leadership. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Rika Whelan, and today we're talking about annual performance reviews. It's that time of the year again where we have to talk about annual performance reviews. It's at the end of the year, everybody's winding down, thinking about so many days to go until Christmas, so many days until my family holidays, or so many days until it's the school holidays. What am I going to do with my kids? So, no one has the time to think about annual performance reviews. But if your organization is an organization that likes to plan ahead or is doesn't like to plan ahead, whether really, <laughs> let me say in simple terms to you that yes, you should absolutely be doing annual performance reviews. Now, what's the value of actually doing APRs? Well, the value is that at the end of the year, you and your team get to reflect on whether they've met their job description, okay? Whether they've met their KPIs, and most job descriptions actually, or duty statements actually have KPIs linked to them already. And or if you're doing annual performance reviews, whether people have performed this year the way that they were expected to. Because remember, everything should be connected to measure. It should be measurable. There should be either figure, a number attached where people can know exactly whether they've met that or not, or there should be another measure where you can measure and they can know whether they've met that or not. Okay. So the process of doing annual performance reviews then, how would you even implement that if you've not done it yet? Or if you're doing annual performance reviews or people are working towards their KPIs, but there's no accountability towards it. Okay. So again, there's the two entry points. You're not doing it at all, or you are doing it, but nobody really looks at it and there's like no accountability. 
um, towards that at all, okay? I've actually had uh, multiple ways where, where someone would say to me one year, my leader, line manager would say to me, look, we're going to do it before the end of the year. Don't worry, I'll schedule it. And then it literally never happens, okay? And the other one where I, I had a, a line manager who was all on top of it, um, very, there was, there was extremely good prep that I and had to do before the annual performance review. I had to answer certain questions like what progress have you made uh, with this KPI? Where are you with this? Where are you with that? Where do you think you need to improve? And I needed to fill that up prior, like 24 hours prior to my meeting because they wanted to read it through before our meeting. So you do get lot you do, you do get people on, on different sides of the spectrum here. Okay. So let's just let's have a look through how you can implement annual performance reviews and what should be the process that you can follow then to make sure that there's accountability with the annual performance reviews. Okay, so your number one step that you need to do is people need to have job descriptions or duty statements that are linked to KPIs. So key performance indicators. If that's not the case, then that's going to be your step number one because people do not know what to do or people do not know what the expectations are of them if it's not clear, okay? So if you want to go and have a listen to setting clear expectations, that is episodes number eight and nine. Go and have a look at the two episodes I did on setting clear expectations. Go and listen to that. People can't achieve anything if they do not know what they're working towards. Okay, so in the previous episode, I spoke about those professional, personal goals that people want to achieve. But these are different because these are linked to their key performance indicators and to their job description. And at least once a year, people should have some form of accountability towards whether they've actually done their job this year or not, or the things that they actually really still struggle with. Because not everybody can be 100% at their job. There are certain things in your job role that you struggle with, okay? And you need to come clean about that. Your team needs to come clean about that because that's the only way you can make progress, okay? So that's not going to be your number one step. There needs to be a job description that's linked to KPIs. If you've got a job description but they've not got KPIs, then that's where you need to start, is set those key performance indicators. There are a lot of information on the internet about what key performance indicators are, but one thing that I can tell you, and maybe I'll do a separate episode about that, is that key performance indicators are not goals. They're different from that. So before I um, before I get even get to record that episode, please go and Google it. There is a lot of information about setting KPIs and the importance of setting them correctly. Okay, then from there, what you're going to do is you're going to talk in a team meeting about the process of these annual performance reviews, especially if you've never done them before, or obviously if now this process looks completely different. So you're going to in a team meeting. Talk to everyone about the implementation of the KPIs or the implementation of the more clearer and set expectations, okay? Then you're going to let them know that throughout the year, they will have an opportunity to have some form of accountability towards their KPIs. However, it's not going to be the same process as their personal goals because, yes, KPIs are extremely important, uh, those personal goals are extremely important as well. However, when it comes to f- some form of accountability, it can it can be really hard 
or difficult for leaders to manage if they if they constantly have to think, oh, it's accountability time again, we have to do this or we have to do that. So my suggestion on how you can get around that is to schedule it in a diary so that let's say, for example, in three months' time, in four months' time, you can do this twice a year or you can even only do it mid-year, okay, at the six-month mark in June, for example. You can add a team meeting. So instead of them, like with the previous, if you didn't listen to the previous episode and you've got no idea what I'm talking about, quickly go and listen to that. Pause this episode and go and listen to that episode. Then this will make more sense to you. So instead of them meeting with a peer or with a more senior member of staff, what they're now going to do is in a team meeting, you are going to divide them into groups and you can do it randomly. Go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and they would go randomly or they can go with their peers. So it really doesn't matter. It depends on um, how you feel about it. Sometimes giving them random people or other people who they don't or they've never connected with can be a better option. However, it can also put them in out of their comfort zone. So there's a two-way street there. Absolutely, you can choose. There's no right or wrong. Then in that team meeting, they're going to discuss their KPIs because remember, a lot of people have got a lot of a lot of KPIs that are the same because this is different from their personal goals. Personal goals will not be the same, whereas KPIs in most sense will be the same. So in team meetings, or this is a way you can also divide them is by people who've got the same KPIs. That's also another way. Or people have who have got exactly the same job description can sit together. So that's also a way you can divide them. Okay. Then in that team meeting, they, you're going to give everybody a five-minute or a three-minute window where they can discuss what is the progress that they've made towards their KPI, where are they stuck, and what is what do they feel, what support they feel they need. Because someone else has highly likely already made progress with that KPI, and they can now support that other person and say, oh, wait a minute, but this is how I've done it. Or wait a minute, I think you've missed this step of the process. So this is where then in the middle of the year or twice a year, or you can do it three times a year, definitely not more than that, you can just in a team meeting, let people quickly discuss their KPIs. Okay, this is much different from the previous episode because it is will be less time consuming because people have got the same KPIs. Okay, so then... What you're going to do towards the end of the year, so I would suggest sort of end of October, the whole of November, okay? What you're going to do is people are then going to self-reflect on their KPIs or on their job descriptions. So I've done it both ways. I've done where you have their list of their job description and then you've got a rating scale where they where they can give them a rate, a scale, they can rate themselves on a scale of one to five, one being terrible and five being really good. You can do it the other way around, of course, as well. That, that does not matter. It just needs to be clear to them. Then they rate themselves on that scale of one to five of where, how they think they've gone with meeting that KPI this year. Okay. Then what you're going to do is on a separate form altogether, they can, you can, I've actually also done it on the same form. But I thought maybe from a confidentiality perspective, that wasn't a great idea. So just coming clean again, I've made all the mistakes. So on a separate form, you well, what I've done here is I nominated people to then review each other. So you're going to choose people to review each other. So peer-to-peer review, very important. So they review themselves. Then they've got peer-to-peer review. So someone who works in close proximity with that person will then review their performance. 
and review whether they've met their key performance indicators. Because remember, if people meet their key performance indicators, it's going to be obvious, right? If there's something in their key performance indicator that indicates that they have to have performed in this manner, the person who works very closely with them is going to know whether they've done it or not, okay? So peer-to-peer -peer review. You can choose two peers depending on how big the team is. So two peers can then review or only one. Then you're going to choose another person that is more senior than them. Again, it depends on how big the team is. Get the person that's in a more senior role than them, not you, to review their performance. Again, on a rating scale of one to five. But also important at the end of the form, for, for there needs to be a space for feedback. So they're not allowed to give that form back to you unless they've given feedback because they cannot just give the rating scale back unless they've actually provided a reason why they've given a really bad score in certain senses. So, for example, you can write at the top of your form, you can say, if you've given a score of one or two, which would then be really bad, you have to explain why at the bottom. Okay. So, um, yes, get them to give you give feedback. Okay. So then, they've, then they've, they've already now had three or slash four people reviewing their performance. So they've got themselves... And they've got one or two peers and they've got one senior person who's reviewed their performance or their key performance indicators or their job description or whatever, how they've done for the year. Then in December, my suggestion would be, if you've got a really big team and you know you won't be able to manage that, then get your leadership team in and divide and conquer. So what you're going to do is everybody will have an hour annual performance review. And during this hour, 45 minutes to an hour, I usually took about 45 minutes, then I had a 15-minute break in between each person. But for a solid two weeks, I would book people in my calendar back-to-back, -back, and I would discuss the feedback that people gave them, okay? But also, you have to give them the... It's, it's actually very important just to, uh, to reduce anxiety, give them their feedback at least 24 hours before. So what I did was I, when I still did physical copies, I would, I would make a copy and I would give them a copy and I said you have to bring that copy along to the meeting, okay? Then I would discuss that with them. Or if it's digital, then, for example, I would uh, I mail merged, I did Microsoft Forms, so I mail merged the Excel spreadsheet into a Word document and then I would give them that Word document, email it to them 24 hours before their meeting. Okay, not more than 24 hours, okay? What you want to avoid is people going to other people and saying, hey, why did you give me this feedback? Most of the time, the feedback was also anonymous, so they didn't know who was the person who gave them feedback. If you've got a smaller team, it's going to be obvious, okay? So then during that hour, you say, okay, so did you have a chance to look at the feedback that you received? And then they will say, yes, and I'm very upset about that. Or, yes, I was, I was presently surprised over that. Okay, then remember, good leaders ask great questions. And you're going to say, okay, why do you feel like that? Why are you upset? Why do you think that person said that? And all you do is navigate the conversation surrounding, okay, well, let's have a look at the feedback that this person provided and let's discuss that. But, again, if, if the feedback was, like, really terrible, then... Mm, okay, then you're in a bit of a tricky situation here because obviously my suggestion would be is that in a team, in a whole team meeting, you're going to say, look, guys, when you're giving each other feedback on the form, don't make it 
so negative that I have to deal with this person sitting in my office crying to me because your feedback was so awful. Let's just be realistic here. We're all professionals. Can we all just give each other professional and constructive feedback? Not negative feedback, constructive feedback. And if you get neg if you get constructive feedback, don't see it as negative. It's only constructive. So obviously you're going to have to have that conversation with your team prior to the annual performance reviews. Okay, and I'll just I'll go through the whole process again because I've muddled up the steps a little bit here. Sit with them in the team meeting. Oh so sorry, sit with them in the individual meeting. Your leadership team can do the same, okay? They can do it if you don't have the time or if your team's too big and you won't be able to get through them. But obviously again I'm saying the word obviously a lot, but it's not that obvious. So apologies for that. But Teach your leadership team how to do these meetings as well. Say to them, this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do. And let them, they could potentially sit into a couple of meetings with you before they start doing their own meetings, okay? Then, what are you going to do with the annual performance review? The whole point of the annual performance review is obviously to review their performance of the year, but also to set a goal for the following year. Now, you can use these goals for their professional goals, but remember... It's very, very important because this is what I said in the previous meeting, at the previous, um, not meeting, <laughs> I'm talking about meetings too much. The previous episode is that the goal has to, their personal and professional goal has to be set by them. It has to be something that they want to achieve. If, but if they choose a goal begrudgingly because someone has given them constructive feedback, then they're going to have that grudge a whole year against this person who said this thing to them because, yeah, it's just really not a good thing. So they're going to set their own goal, their own something that they want to achieve. But then from a team perspective, what you can say is, okay, well, I've noticed that you're not the only one who struggles with this KPI. So moving forward next year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to organize some training. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that to support you all. And I actually did this before when I noticed that people really struggled with communication towards customers. That was a really big issue. People were, you know, feeling nervous when they were talking to customers. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know how the customers was going to react. Uh, yeah, so I just realized that they needed a bit more training on that. And then I organized that because overall, you can see where people are struggling with their annual performance reviews. So remember with the annual performance reviews, it's not just about giving constructive feedback, but it's also about giving them positive feedback. So saying that, look, this is what I see you've done really well this year. This is how you've contributed to the team. Because of you, this happened, which is really excellent. So thank you very much. It's also a way to acknowledge them. So annual performance review goes both ways. It's for constructive, but it's also for positive feedback. And at the end of the year during annual performance reviews, I would also sometimes give them a certificate of thanks. But Sometimes I didn't do it in the meetings. I would do that at the end of the year during our annual Christmas party or during the final team meeting that we had or something like that. So, But some people couldn't attend that, so then they would get their certificate during their annual performance review meeting. Okay, so let me just recap the whole process that you're going to follow. Okay, number one, you're going to make sure that people have job descriptions that are linked to KPIs. Then... You're going to have a team meeting where you're going to discuss with people, your team, about the new process with annual performance reviews, whether that exists or not. Then, mid-year or twice a year, you're going to, in a whole team meeting, give people the opportunity to discuss the progress that they've made with their KPIs with their peers, with other people in the team. 
Then, towards the end of the year, when it gets to November, you're going to have a whole team meeting and let people know that, okay, it's time to start reviewing yourself and start reviewing other people. Please remember to give constructive feedback, not negative feedback, and please include something positive as well, mandatory. Include something positive as well. Then start distributing the forms where people can review each other. Please give them time to do that as well. Review themselves, review each other. You collect all of that information. You or your executive assistant schedules meetings meetings with every single person in your team or you divide and conquer and schedule those meetings with leadership team meeting, leadership team. Those leadership team members can sit in with you once or twice in a meeting before they do it themselves if they need to. Then during the meetings, you're going to discuss everyone's feedback that they've received and then say to them that they've got a month to come up with a goal that they want to achieve for the following year. It can be based on the KPIs or it can be based on something completely different, something else that they want to achieve, which is similar to what I mentioned in the previous episode. Then you're going to reward them at the end of the year for certain things that they've done. You're going to give them certificates. You're going to celebrate them and just celebrate all the annual performance amazingness that they've done for the year. The main focus should be the positive and not the constructive. However, if people do get upset, you're going to manage that and you're going to let them know that, look, this was not meant to be negative. It's meant to be constructive. So maybe this is something that you and I can work on is how we can how we can take this constructive feedback and not see it as negative feedback, but rather as positive and constructive feedback to help you to be a better worker, to be a better person. Look, some people are unfortunately just oversensitive and that's okay as well. We can manage that. Then their annual performance review goal will come in, will turn into an annual goal, which is and which is then the annual goals are different then where they start meeting with their peers, two peers, a senior member, and then with you again at the end of the year when it's time for your annual performance reviews. Okay, so that's the whole process and the whole cycle that you're going to follow. However, there is a however. If they have not met their KPIs for the year and you have noted and other people have noted as well that they've really struggled to meet their KPIs, especially if, let's say, for example, there are five KPIs and they've only met about two of the three or one of the three, four of the four of the five, or sorry, um, two of the five or only, you know, one of the five, and they've struggled with three, they've struggled with four, or they struggle with all of them, then unfortunately that does have to turn into performance management. Now, performance management, I say unfortunately, because automatically we've got this negative connotation towards performance management. But performance management is really, really important because you cannot just leave people to not perform in your organization. The whole point of having them there, the whole point of paying them to do their jobs is so that they can perform and add value to your company and to your organization. But you can do performance management in a very loving way and still get them to meet their performance goals. But performance management is more of a legal requirement. There are more legal requirements towards performance management. And so that's why I've dedicated a whole another episode to that. So that's going to be the next episode, episode number 36, where I'm going to be talking about performance management and how you can effectively do that. Okay, so... If you have not listened to the previous episode, please go and do that. That was episode number 34, where I talked about setting goals with your team. 
This episode is about doing annual performance reviews and then how that can potentially lead into your setting the goals for next year or then performance management. Okay, so I hope that this episode was valuable to you. I hope that if you need to go through it again, that you'll listen to it again. Go make your notes. Go grab another coffee if you need to listen to it again. Go grab some water. I know I need some water right now. (laughs) Um, But these things are so crucial in any organization. You can't just have people doing their jobs and not keep them accountable for whatever they need to be doing. Okay, Uh, I feel quite strongly about that because we're paying people to do their jobs and we need them to perform. We we might be leaders of faith. We might be women in leadership. We all are if you're listening to this. But those things are still crucial and you can you can set goals, you can do annual performance reviews and you can do performance management in a very loving way that still shows the love of Jesus to those people because Jesus is love. And yes, he got angry when the people were selling in the temple and that shows to me, you know, whenever I think about that, I think about, okay, I've made some mistakes as well and we're allowed to make mistakes, but it's what we make with those mistakes afterwards that is important, okay? So if you've not done goals, if you've not done annual performance reviews before, this is my challenge to you. Do them. Listen to these episodes again and implement them. If you need further support, just go onto the Women of Faith in Leadership community in Facebook and go and post your questions there, and I will support you. But you need to be in the group to be for me to be able to support you with that. And then in the next episode coming on Monday, I'm going to be talking about performance management, how to effectively implement performance management, and how to actually get results through your performance management. People, unfortunately, do also have to leave a job because of performance management. So, you know, that's the dark side of performance management is that it sometimes does lead to letting someone go, which is the sad side. I've had to let people go as well. And some of it's very sad and some of it's big relief. But this is where performance management, doing annual performance reviews and having goals are quite crucial, especially from a legal perspective, when you do have to let someone go. Okay. Please document everything. This is my last bit of advice. Please document everything. You will need a timeline of what people have done in your organization to help you in the future. If you're not documenting everything, please start. Please, I beg of you, please start. Okay, well, I hope that I know that this episode was valuable to you. I'm so excited to be able to share this knowledge of what I've gained over the years with you. Um, This is my whole point of being here and on this podcast is to share that with you and to spread the news of the Lord to say that we are leaders, we are faith-based leaders, we are women of faith in leadership, but we still can be leaders who guide our people well through principles that we and our values that we put into our work and into our jobs every single day. If you haven't signed up for my book launch team yet, please do so. My book is launching very, very soon. I'm at the point where we are designing covers. Very, very exciting. Designing covers. The book is at the editor at the moment. Um, have Going through editing. And yes, so there will be some changes that I know I need to make. But that's after. So I don't have a date just yet. But looking forward to be able to release to those people who are on my book launch team the launch date. So if you're not on there yet, the link will be in the description below. Please join my book launch team or go and join the Women of Faith in Leadership podcast 
community on Facebook. All right, see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it. And it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community. And I look forward to engaging with you there. Thank you.